Welcome back to a new episode of Too Many Trailers. This is Kelsey. And I'm Marianne. And welcome back to the podcast where we talk about two movie trailers every other week. I think that is the most con- coherent episode intro I think we've ever done. I know. That was, yeah, it was like literally nine seconds, but usually they're like still going at this point because we're like laughing or something's <laughs> happening or we're like, let's talk more. Uh, yeah. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to intro us in every episode? Um, no. <laughs> this is a co-hosting. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyways, we have two regular trailers. Not regular. We have two great trailers for you this week. <gasps> On this regular non-bonus episode. <laughs> we can't name it regular there. episode again. <laughs> We've already done it. <laughs> you are correct. That means that we'll have to have something good come out of these Oh, notes. all right. All right. Um, so we have two trailers uh, for you this week. The first trailer we have is John Wick Parabellum. Wow, that was really great. I was, I'm was i just going to say mine totally normally. Okay. And the second one is All is True. All right. Great. Great. Cool. All right. You want to just jump right in, I guess? I know, this, well, is this is so, so weird. weird. <laughs> We're usually still talking for five minutes because we've got background or we've got things to catch up on. I guess because, A, we've hung out today yeah. for about... Seven hours prior? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say we hung out for seven hours, and I was like, I don't, I don't oh, know no, well, that's that, Well, it's like seven hours ago, like, yes, we hung out. Yeah, and we hung out for a long time. Today. So I guess, like, we that's why. We weren't, like, doing anything. We were, like, talking the whole time, because we were eating and stuff and right. driving. So we were, like, actually getting all of our other feelings out. I know, when we, like, started this episode, usually when I come over <laughs> to Kelsey's to record, we chat for, like... 30 minutes, literally, an hour, depends. I think one time it's literally been an hour and a half, and we were like, we were um, like are we recording? No. What <laughs> if we just did it? <laughs> we, we, gotta, we gotta get on the mics before we go to bed. <laughs> I know. Um, so usually we have to do all that, and usually we've got more things to talk about, but then today, since we already hung out for such a long time, guys, you're like ready to trip it. You're in for a treat. <laughs> you are! Short like, episode. <laughs> what? It's gonna really blow your minds, because maybe our next bonus episode is gonna be the longest episode we've ever it recorded. It might be over two hours long. I am so <laughs> sorry, but also, I mean, you'll enjoy it. You, you might understand what it is. Anyway. You'll probably have seen it, because it's on our Instagram and our Twitter already. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cons <laughs> of recording an episode already. Anyways. Okay. Let's jump right in to John Wick Parabellum. All right. So this movie is the third installment in the John Wick series. It is coming out on May 17th, 2019. So in about two weeks-ish. Yeah. Two and a a little less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, So let's go with the behind the trailer facts. Uh, The director is Chad Stilinski. And... um, yeah, I, you no, got a face. You go, okay. and then I have a connection about him. Oh, okay. Not a rainbow one. Oh. A unicorn one. Okay. I guess. Um, and the writing credits are... Oh, wait, wait, wait. For the director. Yes. Chad I have it for the Stil- director. Okay, Chad Stilinski. So, Chad... Chad... Um, He's really only done the John Wicks, but then... It was in, like, his, like, notable things at the bottom. <laughs> okay. So I was, like, just looking through, and he played a very small role in a Buffy episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, like, so I was, like, and it said his name was Kulak, and I was, like, 
That's Lock. a name. Kulak. That sounds like a, obviously a demon name. So I was like, all right. And I was trying to match to where that could be, and I couldn't really figure it out. So then I looked it up. Um, and he was also referred to by most characters in that film because nobody would remember his name because it was like a part of a plot. Oh, um, that's funny. Like a small part of the plot yeah. that nobody remembered that his name. Um, and so they just called him that spiny-headed, like spiny-headed dude or something. Um, and he was in the episode, um, Homecoming in season three. It's like a notable episode, isn't that? I've heard that I've heard that name before from you on about Buffy. It's just I, I it's enjoy just it. Okay. It's a it's a, I thought it was a well done episode. It's a really funny episode. Okay. Um, but it's yeah great. So great connection for a hot second. All right. Got the Buffy right. connection. There we go. I love getting in a good Buffy connection whenever I can. Is that your list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes! Yes, it is! Sorry, that took me a while to figure out what the hell you meant. It's a deep cut. Um, so our Thanks. writing credits are Derek Kolstad, Shay Hatton, Chris Collins, and Mark Abrams. Um, so Derek Kolstad um, has really only done the John Wicks, pretty much. And then the other folks um, on the writing crew, the other guys, are pretty much all new okay. to the scene. Um, one of them only had things coming up in the future. Like, this is the wow. first writing they've ever That's done. That's a huge credit. So it's pretty cool that like movie. that they're really pulling in some new faces and new people for this. I mean, I like that. I also kind of like that these people have kind of stuck with the John Wicks before because, it, yes. I mean, this is a third installment, so they kind of understand the characters. Yes, and not all of the them. Beats. Not all of them were involved in all of the other John Wicks. But, like, in some point but, or whatever. But I think two of them were. But still, that's a lot. <laughs> um... Marianne, do you have the composer credit? I sure do. All right. Um, there are two composers on mm -hmm. this episode. Wow. Uh, one of them we already know. <gasps> Friend of the pod, I guess. <laughs> sort of. The person we already know is Tyler Bates. Okay. And he has like 106 credits. What episode was he, he on? He was, did the music for the public. Oh, that and was a recent I, one too. Yes, right now. And I was like, oh, I didn't even really remember your name. Normally nope. I do, but here we are. Um, but he's done all of the other John Wicks, a lot mm -hmm. of action films, and he also did Guardians. Oh, So all wow. the Guardians music. So oh, think, yeah. like, the best part of Guardians generally is, like, the music. Yeah, because it's, like, the, the connections between the characters, and they're really, like, character-specific mm -hmm. with their music, so. So, like, great work. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then the other composer is Joel J. Richard, and he's done a lot of other sci-fi action stuff, but nothing else really big or nothing that really stood out to me as being like a popular or big thing. Okay, great. But yeah. All right. So uh, give us the cast list. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for the cast, we have the one, the only Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's John Wick in all three films, so I wouldn't And be... he's literally the only person named Keanu, probably in the entire world. I mean, there might be, like, three other people, but <laughs> who knows? Probably just named after him, though. Probably. Right. Um, then we have Asia K. Dillon, uh, who is... Give our... Kelsey! I know. This episode has our rainbow connection. <laughs> true like, ally. What? Oh, my God! Really? 
Kelsey, um, I do often refer to as the best ally. Oh, thank you so much. So Kelsey take that to heart. <laughs> Kelsey's gonna hit us with uh, her first rainbow connection. I love this. All right, do you want a badge or like a pin or a sticker? <laughs> okay, that's a little much for an ally. <laughs> or a gold star? No, for you for it being your first rainbow connection. It can be like a gold star with like Comic Sans that says "Best Ally" <laughs> in all lowercase <laughs> in Comic Sans. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so Asia, Kate, Dylan, they are the first non-binary person to actually portray the first, well, I shouldn't say the first non-binary person, but a non-binary actor to portray the first non-binary character on American television, uh, which is Billions. Um, and is that a show on cable or network? HBO. HBO. So, <clears throat> so first non-binary character on a premium channel. Premium channel. Okay. On a premium channel. Mm-hmm. Just because like, there's probably like other because we like you define it by net by um, like network TV, which is your main mm-hmm. channels, and then your cable shows, mm-hmm. and then your premium, which are like HBO, Star, Showtime. I still think if the article I read was correct, I think it still said American television. No, no, no. I and I, I'm not doubting you. Okay. I'm just giving people where it oh. is because like to get a okay. non-binary actor to play a non-binary character on network or, TV, it's a little different. It's going to be a little different. In terms of okay. awareness and visual and representation, Sorry. and I take that and I take that information in and I process it and because I because Kelsey okay. is an ally. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but anyway, so that is our first, I guess, rainbow connection. And um, we, I think, we have a couple more coming along, possibly. Um, and so we have Jerome Flynn, Ian McShane, and then this was interesting on the <laughs> Internet Movie Database. Um, cast list uh, mm. for this movie. It was Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, and on, uh, next to his name was Rumored, and it hasn't changed, so... R- rumored? We're just going to put Rumored. Uh, he's okay. rumored to be in the film. We have Halle Berry, Robin Lord Taylor, Lance Reddick, Lawrence Fishburne, Woohoo! Jason Manzukis, and if you guys are podcast fans of Comedy Bang Bang, you would know him as Hangnam Man. He is... Uh, has been on the Kanye Bang Bang podcast. He's the host of uh, How Did This Get Made. Very prolific actor. Very happy that he is on it. He was on Brooklyn Nine Nine mm. as well. Oh. Notably, you might know him um, as uh, or The Good Place. You might know him as Derek. Kelsey's hitting us with all those connections to everybody. This is great. <laughs> I love it. We have Angelica Houston, who has recently made the news with uh, previous. Um, oh uh, yes, news of connection to Palms, and we have Mark. Cascos as our last cast member. Yeah. So Angelica Houston pretty much made fun of the movie Palms. <laughs> like, not made fun of the movie. She was just like, this film sucks. <laughs> she was like, I would never be in a role that was like that because I'm better than that. <laughs> and Jackie Weaver, God was like, bless her soul, <laughs> was like, fuck you, Angelica Houston. <laughs> I love it. Um, and- I love it. <laughs> I don't think Angelica Houston has made any response yet, nope. but we're eagerly we'll keep, you, we'll keep you updated. We're eagerly awaiting this. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll tweet that out. All right. So, want to talk about the trailer? Yeah. Should we jump right in for a second time? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's just go. All right. So, <laughs> just go like go home. Like I can't. I can't. I might mean, just go to bed. <laughs> I'd be fine. Go to bed. <laughs> All right, so 
John Wick. Starting it off, have you seen the other John Wick? So I've seen the first one. I didn't okay. see the second one. The first second ones always suck. Yeah, but apparently, like, it's actually like pretty good. Oh, yeah. I just didn't see it. I guess I just didn't have time, and I really do want to watch it. I okay, putting it out there. I love. I loved John Wick. It was okay. so so good. Reason being, it reminds me of a video game. Oh. And like gotcha. like it's like well structured, but the action scenes are fucking amazing. It's, it's like, so it pretty much so, but, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me the plot or anything like that now because I want to go into my discussion. And then we'll go knowing, back. And then you can go back. And I'll just tell you plot. like what it kind of, how it starts after. Oh, like the first, like what the point of the first, because I don't really know the plot of the third. No, 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 no. I don't want to know the plot of anything. Okay. I want to go in because I've never seen John Wick. as a bat. So, all right. Because <laughs> I want to okay. just, because that's one of my points is Absolutely. that this gave me I don't know what's happening uh, me either like that okay well let's go into the trailer talk then I'll kind of yeah like, we'll discuss can, about yeah. it yeah but I've never seen any of the John Wicks okay that's fine I, I, I wouldn't okay. expect you to like I don't think this is like your type of movie anyway no. yeah if there's gonna like I like actiony lots of fighting movies this is like but pure I, action but though. I like it only usually if like it's they're comedy. they're no oh doesn't need to be I need there to be a lot of female involvement like I need the main character to be female or like okay. a secondary main character to be female. like you have to have that connection like I don't want to watch just boys fight that's boring that's where we differ <laughs> <laughs> no I don't want to watch them for any reason of like looking like wow just, that's so cool and hot I'm just like I don't you just like, don't care for it yeah okay. I'm not gonna give money to an, another only guys do action movies film. Okay, that's a valid reasoning. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, so so John Wick. So John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my opening feeling was well, they've got very good like use of color. Yeah, it reminded me of like things that kind of stand out too, like in like the Matrix films mm-hmm. and like Blade Runner and like Blade and like Blade Runner twenty forty nine and yeah. things like that that have those bright like neon kind of like yeah, and it like goes throughout the colors. whole like trailer. Like yes. I mean, but it's like blocks of color. Yeah, and lots of purple in their palette. Yeah, which I like because it's not so much like they're using the blue, yellow, reds like we discussed yeah, so like, like a, in El Royale. But it's, it's a lot of purple and green. Purple, green, yellow, and red were like the main colors, and yeah. and the green yeah. made sense because it's like the night vision. Night. Idea I was thinking more that. like of the emotions that are like envy and jealousy type okay. of thing going on, like how like the yellow is neutral, red is anger, purple. I'm still trying to figure out that emotion, but I think it's like like adrenaline maybe because all like yeah. the scenes that are in purple are all like the outside action scenes so well green i was like in the actual fight scene when they were using green that stood out to me it was um like something that i was like oh i think they actually are using like yeah. they have to make oh, fish yeah yeah on. um but yeah so that yeah. was like that was good it like that helps things about an- just another action film kind right, of thing exactly. stand out Right. Because, like, if you think about, like, all of the Mission Impossibles or the Bourne movies and all those other things, it's, like, doing something like this is mm-hmm. going to definitely help it just stand out in at least that kind of a way. Yeah. Um, I, it's so weird that I'm pointing this out, but there's a lot of rain, and I feel like a lot of action films, there's not rain. You know what I mean? I feel like they'd like to, I feel like action films like to do 
fight scenes in the rain. They're like, but, let's make it rain. But like That's only so for like a short amount of time, not really consistently throughout. Oh, the whole not through the film. whole film. No, I agree. because I feel like this movie might take place like all over like one night maybe I which that's which just wait just like the way the color composition kept going back to the purple made me think that it was which just like one concise night right of like of him fighting so i really liked that idea that we're trying they're setting like a time parameter under mm-hmm. it um and i'll save that for the end as well okay to explain the films all right um, um the like the music and like the sound editing for this was really good. Phenomenal. Um, like I, we always had, we have that like music juxtaposition that mm-hmm. we've talked about many a time now. Yes. <laughs> um, but like it was great. Like most times, I feel like sometimes it's distracting to have a song with lyrics as your background, especially yeah. when the lyrics are going the whole time. But it was okay because they were doing it with, like, the fight scenes and they, like, made it work for them. It wasn't like it so was, like, it the wasn't... slow down music with, like, di- like heavy dialogue under it. Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, the music wasn't overpowering, like, what I was trying to hear from the characters. Right. Um, so that was good. I just like the, the lyrics, the To Dream the Impossible Dream, and to know, like, kind of what the John Wick series is about um, really, like, juxtaposed it really well with, like, this final, like, final, like, movie of his chapter, of his, like, of his book, essentially. Um, it, like I said again, this reminds me so much of video games because of the fact that there is, you, you can kind of defin- uh, definitely see between cutscenes and actual action. So think mm-hmm. about this. You're playing a game, you do... A little bit of action, and then you have to go speak to whoever. A bunch of people. A bunch of people. You can, you can do anything else. Exactly. So that's why, like, I think I really, like, um, I love watching people play video games. Like, it's, a, like, to watch, like, Let's Plays and everything, yeah. and you can just, I just like the action of not playing video games, but, like, watching it go about no matter what. So I think that's why I really like this series as a whole because it just resonates with me and I feel like it resonates with people who like want to watch just really really good sequencing and good choreography and I think that this always brings a good sense of like skill to it especially when directing it because filming action scenes are so fucking difficult I feel like because there's so much you have to do to get it right to kind of convey it that this person's in danger yeah, sorry. I, like, have notes, but they're not, like, do you have things that are, like, in order or anything? Not big? really. I mean, okay. you can, if you want, we can start, like, the ending yeah. discussion oh, well, about then, hold this. On, hold on. Okay. I just want to make sure there's nothing else you want. Yeah. Um, so, in the past, Kelsey yes. has mentioned how you don't like when you see, like, the streets, like, the Empire State Building, and, like, mm-hmm. those plane shots of New York City, like, places we're in New York City how do you feel about using Grand Central I it didn't bother me this time which was because they also use a flat iron building in New York and um it it didn't bother me I was like what the hell Kelsey's doing watching this I I actually don't mind it because of I mean the only shot that did bother me was Times Square um uh, but I didn't mind it because of the fact that it really blends in well with the color I think the colors really helped me kind of distract me from like these are New York landmarks. But, like, when it was, like, Times Square, I was just like, okay, like, we, we get it. It's a busy we, street. We, we, we don't got need it a, from the four other landmarks yeah, you we just don't, showed us. We don't, we don't need a Steve Rogers this uh, this ending, so, all right. 
Um, in general, originally, yeah. I am generally happy to see Angelica Houston. So I was like, oh, yeah. Angelica Houston. I liked the like the like inclusion of Halle Berry, yeah. who I feel like I haven't seen in 125 years. Yeah, I feel like she's done like a couple things recently, but they weren't great. And um, there yeah. was like that weird like child kidnapping movie where she was like the 911 operator. Oh, how long ago was that? That, that felt like 10 years ago, but God, I think it was like it only be, like. Uh, five? Like a year and a half ago, maybe. Oh my god! Because it, it that movie it like, like it was twenty five years. Yeah, ago. because it looks like a nineties film. It looks like a film that was probably made in the nineties. Anyways, literally moving on. Moving right ways. along, but it, I was just like, ooh, hello, hello. Um, I know you people. Um, I, yeah. So I felt like from the. No, I'll do that after. Hold on. Okay. So how did you feel about like the length of this trailer? It felt short. To oh, me. okay. It, because of the fact that it was only because this trailer was only only highlighting like the like the big action sequences, I felt like I didn't get any plot in this, and especially coming from a or when you're showing this trailer to people who have never seen like John Wick before, I felt as though there was really nothing explained because yeah. obviously it's not for people like who are just like, oh, it's right. a passing glance. It's, right. like, really for the people who enjoyed the film. I mean, there's a big online presence about this film. I feel like, um, at least on Reddit, everyone's like, John Wick's amazing, which I do agree with. Yeah. Um, uh, but I feel like <clears throat> it It just was, like, if, I gave, if there was just, like, an ounce more dialogue, it would have been, like, I think a little, it would have resonated with me a little bit better. But then again, there's really not much dialogue in this film. I, or at least I, I don't think so, because the other two didn't really have much. Um, I felt like it was possibly a little longer than necessarily needed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like after they introduced Halle Berry's character, like, and then they cut to where it said, like, John Wick, and then they showed another, like, fight sequence, I was like, this was unnecessary, guys. <laughs> this entire trailer was already fight sequences. Right. So I was like, that could have been cut, and that was, like, an extra, like, five seconds or whatever, but I was just like, that definitely could have gone. Like, it just felt like we were only, because we were only seeing action sequences, I was like, all right, we get it. Right. Like, I didn't feel like it needed to give me any more action sequences. I was like, okay, you're going to fight with dogs now? Right. That's cool. Right. Also, our dog's the main character because I saw a lot of dogs, and I was literally like the first time I was like, "Oh my god, look at his dog! I love right. dogs!" And then the second time I saw a dog, I was like, "There's, There's more dogs. dogs!" And then yeah. I was like, "Our dog's actually a main character." <laughs> like there are three separate yeah. notes in my thing. Yeah, our dog's a main character. So, do you want me to start dogs. kind of explaining like the the whole point to this like franchise, or um, so just quickly before yeah. Kelsey does that. So yeah, like we were saying though, we got like some tiny bit of plot we know that he's on the run mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has a bounty on his head mm-hmm. um but you don't get anything else like you have right. no concept like in this trailer is it's a first trailer so we've talked about before that the first trailers generally don't give much plot yeah especially when they know there's going to be a two trailer probably um right kind of thing going on just like we've talked about with avengers and other things like that and other like jurassic world like big blockbuster films Mm -hmm. which is this is what it's trying to kind of emanate emulate yeah for sure um and so i was like okay but so it's and it's definitely not a film that's like we're not gonna help you people who have never (laughs) seen it before which is fine yeah but i was just like uh, i was like where am i who is this (laughs) who's that what's happening Mm -hmm. um 
That's a, so yeah, now so, tell me all so, about like how animals are main characters. So in literally, <laughs> so this whole film is centered around his dog. Like this whole oh, franchise. Like I Am Legend? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, John Wick is this like higher, is this like assassin. He gets married um, and then um, his wife dies in like the first like 15 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, he tries to run away from this assassin life of being an assassin, being John Wick. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. doesn't go over well. Mm-hmm. And they kill his dog. No, wait. So, <laughs> so it is like I am legend. Um, so what, alert, so I guess. I've <laughs> never seen it. Um, so what happens is to deal with his grief, he gets a dog and then they kill his dog. And then his, the whole film and franchise is him retaliating after these assassins, like other assassins, because they killed his dog. And his wife. No. Oh, so they, it was so a I think different the, group? As far as so I know. he only went after the ones that killed his dog, not yeah, the ones that killed exactly. his wife? Well, his wife wasn't killed. Did I say killed? I said died. Oh, oh, I I, I kind of assumed. Assume. No, she just she like, I think she. Assassins, and that's why he wanted to abandon the assassin life. As far as I, as my memory serves, <laughs> okay. she was not killed by assassins. She was just, like, she just died. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. But, uh, so he, that's the whole surrounding is that they killed his dog. So that's the whole first film. The second one is, interesting, is that he goes to this, the Flatiron Building, which is like the assassin hotel slash headquarters. And, um, and it takes place all in the hotel because he's like, he wants to get out of this assassin game. And, um, they're like, no, we're not going to let you because you're like John Wick, like you're the best assassin that's out there. And then, um... So yeah, that's where we are. Third one, which is all, which seems to mean that it's like he's finally like excommunicated from the assassin gang people. So now they're all just trying to kill him. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically like one against like five hundred. So was he in a assassin group? Like was he was he part like of part of, of like this like assassin like underworld essentially. Right, right. But within the, the, I'm just trying to. No, it's fine. Um. Like, was he part of a group of assassins? Like an over, like a, like, you know. Like, like a little, a league, like, click. Like a league of assassins kind of a thing where they all reported to somebody higher. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I think that's, like, what Angelica Houston's, like, character, that's part of her character, like Ian McShane's character. They're all, like, heads. And then Halle Berry is, like, his, like, friend, I want to say. Person that is Don't. also a really good assassin. Yeah, exactly. But... Like, With six her dogs, dogs out. Dogs. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. That was fucking awesome. So that's, like... And, like, this one is all about him, like, him finally trying to leave. But it's all... It's him literally against everyone else. And that's what the poster shows. It's, like, John Wick versus, like, a thousand assassins. Yes. Okay. That makes more sense. And that's why it's, like, shaped in a three. And that's... It looks really good. Anyway. But this is not a podcast about movie posters, Marianne. This is a podcast about trailers. And that's what John Wick's about. <laughs> Wow. Did you practice that ending before? Because no. that was <laughs> I didn't. Alright. Um So I mean like that's why like I feel like because this is like the third film, mm-hmm. like again, we're not we didn't do the other two, so it's not like we like built up this like Right, 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 right. This yes. understanding Correct. of like this whole journey of John Wick and um And that's why I wanted you to tell me the plot at the end. Right. I wanted to be like Dogs. Oh, yeah. Yes, the, yeah. Yeah, the dog is, like, a huge part of, like, Who his, known? like, character. And whose study. dog was he walking with at the beginning? His new dog. Oh, he got a new dog. I think so. Oh, okay. 
That's, that's what I'm, I'm assuming. It's a blue staffy, it looks like to me. I didn't look that hard. It's a dog. It was a dog. I was just like, oh, I love dogs. <laughs> Famous for words from Jupiter ascending. <laughs> Did you see that, Bill? No, but I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about oh, it. It's okay. so fucking funny. Speaking of chasing Mitsukas. <laughs> All right, all right. So, based off this movie, are you gonna go see it in theaters? Oh, based off this movie, am I sure? Go yeah, based off this trailer, will you go see it in theaters, Netflix, VOD? Not at all. Not at all. All right, cool. Um, yeah, like I was saying, like I don't like all the like, like I was saying, the Bourne films and like the Mission Impossible's mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, why do I? Yeah. Why? Like so, I watch yeah. like. Com- like superhero related ones of that like I'll watch like the uh, I mean specific Batmans and things like that <coughs> Christian Bale <laughs> <laughs> only Christian Bale thank you very much yeah um not Ben Affleck no. um no. but I, I have standards but um <laughs> <laughs> um but like where there's like something behind it but when it's just like here, watch an action film that's right. going to have all guys and it's just like all fight scenes. Like, that's fine, but I want a little right. bit more inclusion. And I like watching lots of fight scenes. Like, big fan. Mm-hmm. Thought about fight choreography as like an actual like thing mm-hmm. sometimes. Still do sometimes. It would be so cool to do. <laughs> um, but when you're, like, you need to be either be doing something really different and cool with your fight scene arrangements and things like that. So, like, um, things, and I don't like things with, like, when you're just using guns, you don't get a lot of really great action shots because you're eliminating a lot of your potential well, to use hand-to-hand scenes. That's why I think and that John Wick, like, riding the horse or him doing this or that is, like, I think beneficial to the film. Right, so that's something different, which is right. cool, but... And also use the dogs, I feel like, is really good. But, like, the thing is, to me, the John Wick films is a, is a, a mastery in marksmanship in terms of sequencing, how is he going to use this gun to kill a person rather than just sticking it in his face? So in the films, they have him like shooting through walls and everything and shooting through glass and using the idea of um, like um, obstacles, I feel like, a lot of the times, which makes it at least interesting. Granted, I'm a huge fan of like the Bourne films or Mission Impossible. Like I grew up on this (laughs) stuff. And so I really like those types of films because I just thought like find them like fun to watch like just mindless entertainment so um also like the Mission Impossible films are just their third classic sort of you know thing of storytelling in in action and like spy stuff that you know that we see and it's part of I think like Americana culture almost uh it's ingrained in our movie theater experience I should say um but I mean so I like that kind of stuff and so I I get excited to watch it I I get I can immerse myself very easily in that type of thing so that's why I'm excited to see it I mean I'm gonna probably see it just on VOD because I'll just watch it at home like I'm not gonna pay for it not that I'm well I'm gonna still pay for it no I know like like, but paid movie theater yeah I just feel like it's better I just know that I'm just not going to go to the theater to see it. I know that I'm just going to watch it on, like, if it goes on Netflix, great, I'll watch it. But if not, I'll just pay, like, the five bucks or six dollars to see it on the TV. Yeah. But I just, like, I do enjoy, like, those type of, like, pure action films. They get me hyped, you know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
All right, great discussion. All right. We're going to um, um, take a little break. Just a little one. Yeah. And I mean, then we'll get back to uh, what trailer, Marianne? <laughs> and when we come back, we'll talk about All is True. All right. Talk to you in a few. All right, so we are back from our break, and um, we're here to talk about the second trailer that we um, have for this episode, which is All is True, which mm-hmm. is a... Uh, about William Shakespeare's life, but is it about his life well, or about, about his post life? life. <laughs> no, it's not his after life, <laughs> which I think is the only way I'm thinking about the word post life. But correct, Kelsey, like some of the other bio dramas that we've covered recently, that it is more of uh, covering him after the big like fame and, like, parts of their lives that we don't know as much right. about. Like, mm-hmm. Tolkien's younger Excuse life. Excuse me, how, how, do we, how do we pronounce Literally, it? Literally, somebody else... Pro- we, where did I see this? This was on... My so mom you, and I watched this on the news, I think. So, there, there was a whole thing. It was like, is it Tolkien? And it, somebody was like, it's Tolkien. And I was like... That is, my mom literally looked up from her reading and she was like, it's pronounced Tolkien, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, like, that's there what was, I thought. There was that clip that you DM'd the, uh, the, the Too Many Trailers account where it was like literally in the film where like, how do you pronounce your fucking name? Well, it wasn't like that, but it was like right. Tolkien. And at the, yeah, and in the Which makes no fucking actual sense. film itself, like when they're doing the like other trailers for it and like the tiny ones for TV and stuff like they say Tolkien yeah. for the film name and I'm like they, they only started this doing that this is though. fucking stupid I really honestly think that they said Tolkien like the other times and all of a sudden they're like oh fuck that's how you pronounce it shit we gotta oh, change fuck, it didn't watch your film before we made this exactly. trailer so I feel like they like they're, now they're just like guys it's Tolkien like we gotta know like we gotta make sure so dumb anyway <laughs> anyway so it's like the other biodramas we've been talking about so like Tolkien about his younger life and um what's the name of the Oscar Wilde film we talked about? The Happy Prince? Yes. And Why so do I know that? <laughs> like, I, know, I know that we did I knew there was something with happy and I was right. like it's not called happier it's not <laughs> called something Happy-ish. else. <laughs> um The Happy Prince talked about his life after his like main areas of fame right. and after he was done doing a lot of his writing and things oh, like that. Oh, like, yeah, this is, this is yeah. really, like, the same time. Concept. Yeah, almost. Exactly, yeah. same concept. All right. All right. So we should we um, discuss some of the behind-the-trailer facts? Absolutely. All right. So the director of this film is Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> um, he's pretty great. Um, everybody should probably know who yeah, Kenneth Branagh British, is. British collecting archive of actors. He's actually Sir... Oh, excuse me. He, um, Should I repeat his name? I think he's okay. Well, I'm going to repeat his name anyway, so... Yeah, you are. You yeah. are. Um, so, um, Kenneth Branagh has been in everything British. And has d- directed a lot, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He directed the Thor film. Yes, the first Thor film. He has done lots, like, pretty much, like... He's a very prolific N- very, Like, numerous, like, Shakespeare adaptations, like yeah. Hamlet and um, Henry V and, like, a million other Shakespeare adaptations and then other, like, um, classic 
um, English literature or plays adaptations into right. movies. Like he's done a lot of those. He usually acts in all of those films as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then he, but he also, do you know who he? You, I think you know this. Yeah, yeah. He James played Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, he was um, Professor Lockhart in which the is like one. the best and worst character of the Harry Potter franchise. It is, but he did that beautifully. He was so good in it because it's a it's a Shakespearean character. Yeah. Like that's that's literally why he did it so well. He has like immersed himself into Shakespeare and like mm-hmm. he because he's a Shakespearean actor, I yes. bet like he went to a Shakespearean school of acting, you know, in Britain somewhere or whatever, like to to get his theater because he's a theater guy. Yeah. I mean, like that's why he acts so loudly and so wildly and he has so much emotion out of his voice because of the fact that He's a Shakespearean actor, which is, right. that's why you act Shakespeare. You act like you're a fucking buffoon, because that's what you do. Shakespeare. Shakespeare, guys. <laughs> um, and then his, like, future work, like, he is doing, he's directing the movie adaptation for Artemis Fowl. The book. Wow, that is a book name I have not heard since, <laughs> since middle, middle school. school, right? I know, I read it, and I was like, oh. Okay, yeah. I remember that being on, like... In everyone's backpack in sixth grade. Yeah, everyone was like, have you read this book? It's Artemis Fowl. No idea what it's about, but it's, like, cool. <laughs> it's cool, and... Um, it Wasn't was it, like, sci-fi movie? or something? I think so. It's, like, I think fantasy. It, yeah, like, youth fantasy. Yeah, like everything else that you read in middle school, it's all fantasy. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. right. It was either that or vampire, so... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> At least in our Which generation. Is, yeah. So, um... That's Kenneth Branagh for you. Yeah. Excuse Sir... Kenneth Branagh. Yes, correct. <laughs> Sir Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. All right, so the writer is Ben Elton. Um, who's apparently very famous on the British comedy really? scene. Really? He's done so much as a writer in, like... Sketch and everything. And yeah. Then, oh, wow. He's had, like, his own variety shows. Holy like, shit. Like, several. Um, has, he's done, like, everything. He's... Um, yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. And I was, like, looking through his stuff. I was like, wow, oh, you've sh- done... A whole fucking lot, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's like all of his things like had like many, many episodes attached to it, and he's done some other like com- comedy films and things like that. So he's done a lot. Interesting. And I think that never mind. Yeah. Are we gonna? Okay. That's gonna be my trailer okay. note. You know what? I think I know what you're gonna be. Okay. I, okay. 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 All right. All right. Um, so let's go through the cast. Um, can I do my composer? First? Oh, I'm so sorry. Absolutely. It's okay. The composer for this film is Patrick Doyle. And he has done pretty much everything that Kenneth Branagh has done. So okay. it looks like they've been like a tag team for a very long time. They're bros. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he even did Thor with him. Okay. So he's composer oh, for yeah. the first okay. Thor film. Yeah. Um, he's done some like animated films. So he did... So when I say this, remember he only did the composing for the Emoji movie. <laughs> Kelsey and just really... Kelsey I hate and I, that movie so much. One day, like, hung out and we were like, we're gonna watch a whole lot of trailers and try to figure out, like, our plan out some stuff. Oh and then we were like, okay, what should we watch after? And we're like, should we just try watching this film? <laughs> and we got through five minutes and we're like, we nope. didn't even get through five minutes. We got through the first mm, two minutes, maybe. I f- okay. No, somewhere between three and five. Okay. We, like, we stuck it out as much as we could. But that's as far as we could make it. My favorite thing about the Emoji Movie is not about the Emoji Movie at all. It's about this girl, literally, or this person, I should say, literally live-tweeting the Emoji Movie, like, about the Emoji Movie. 
throughout the whole two hours is the most funniest fucking thing I've <laughs> ever read. It is some of the best Twitter shit I've... Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, he did the Emoji movie. He also did the fourth Harry Potter movie, because I guess everybody has to make their rounds to yeah, the Harry Potter their, films. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it looks like he'll do, do fine. great with this. Okay. Um, the cast? No, yeah. Yeah. I love a Love a good British cast, because I know everybody. <laughs> um, Alright. So the cast includes Sir Kenneth Branagh, uh, Lolita Chakrabarty, Jack Colgrave Hearst, Doug Colling, Eleanor Rohan, Judy Dench. Oh, Mary has her hands up. <laughs> hands up. Hands up. We need to stop. Her name, um, th- Dame, this is, this is Dame Judy Dench. Dench. Excuse me. And I love Dame Judy Dench. She is the greatest. Your list is getting long today. <laughs> okay, look, she's no, okay. fabulous. She has played some of the really great, iconic characters in Q a... in the James Bond series? Sure. Another white male action story that you I do not like. Those, <laughs> that shit. <laughs> But I do love Dame Judi Dench because she plays really iconic, like, lead, or not lead, but, like, female characters in a lot of, like, um, like, Jane Austen films, and, like, so she plays Lady Catherine Borg in Pride and Prejudice, and she's, like, really good at playing that, like, snotty, older woman who's, like, got all the money, and she's also really rich, and, like, nobody can talk down to her and all this stuff, and she just, like orders people around oh my gosh but she does it so well like she can sit there and insult somebody like so perfect it's fabulous and she plays like um lady bracknell in the importance of being earnest so she's like really good with doing like plays and adaptations and things she's also like a very prolific like theater actress and i feel like she's and also yeah that's very true just fabulous um i'm guessing she has done like a lot of shakespeare type of stuff so it's done a lot with kind of it makes sense for her to be in this film yes and like whatever role she does she does fabulously right i'm so excited she's like the male streep of britain yes that is actually a really good she's like also dame judy dench like she's like male streep is like the gene judy dench of i can't say that word of america yeah she's a boss she's a boss she's an hbic she she sure is (laughs) I love her. Okay, you can continue now. Um, we have Phil Dunster, Freya Durkin, Flora Easton, Sam Ellis, and Ian McKellen. Who I guess is our other rainbow connection. Yeah. Who's, who's hella gay? Ian McKellen. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Alrighty, so okay. do you want to jump right into the trailer talk? Yeah, let's do it. Oh boy. Right. Um, so... It starts off with the ever iconic one note on the piano that signifies someone is retiring. <laughs> what? Okay, like in every like I like love it. film that it's like you have a character that's retiring, it always like starts off with like that one iconic note. Like think of like the Avengers films. Hold on. We're gonna play that one singular note for everybody right now. Is that the that, retirement note? Yeah, that's the retirement note. I feel like I feel like in every like film that's discussing about like retirement about a trailer like about like a, a person uh-huh. that note always comes up and it reminds me so much of like Iron Man or something 
because it's like that note always plays like before the event, like whenever like his face comes up, it's like dang, and it's like oh, he's fucking retiring. That's why. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we should go back to the Happy Prince and see if it also plays. Oh my god, that what if it does? <laughs> this is like our only distraction of the night, and like. I mean, honestly, as this the, this is like a first tangent of the episode. This is a pretty fucking good tangent. We gotta look and at like that every time impressed right now. with ourselves. Hold on. His is a little bit more of a solemn. But it's, it it's still a singular note, though. Oh, well, you can always start with one note. Well, right, you always start with one note. I know, note. you always start with... <laughs> but, like, no, but, like, every time, like, a, someone's, like, returning, they go, and we're starting the music. <laughs> and the music. And the retirement music. Cue the retirement note. <laughs> All right. So, I feel right. like it was just, like, it was, like, oh, that's weird to hear in, like, a, like, a extremely period piece. You know, I know that The Happy Prince is a period piece, too, but it's, like, I don't know. I guess coming off the tales of, like, action movies and, um, and movie like, adventures, essentially, what I'm trying to say. It's, like, so, like, jarring to hear, kind of. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It just, like, kind of, like, took me out of the, out of the trailer. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that one single note just that really, one note <laughs> like, came out and personally off. punched you in the face. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Hello. Um... um so, like, I, I guess, oh, yeah, sorry. no, no, go this ahead. This is more about the note. Kind of, no. but not oh, really. No, go like, ahead. So, like, to me, like, that told me that this is a movie about his retirement. How the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, what, it, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a retirement film. I mean, you can gather that from also the rest of the opening. Right. But. This is how my brain works, Mary. All right. Sh- sure. Great. Cool. I loved the opening because it was a lot more humor and not the stereotypical kind of opening to a British film. Right. That's, and that makes sense with Ben Elton, though, because he's a comedy writer. Yes. Which yes. I, so the whole right. thing, like a lot of com- the comedy beats, which I really when I like. saw that he was the writer, I was like, oh, this is why that happened. Right. Um, but yeah, so I was like, when he was just like, had those very brief answers, the guy like came up to him and he was like, no, yes, I think women should be able to play their own roles. No, I don't have a favorite play. No, I don't have a favorite actor, um, a favorite writer. Everybody's great, blah, blah, blah. Please leave me alone. Right. And that it was, was like, that was great because it's very, but the thing is, it's like super modern too. Yes. Which like, the like writing style is pretty modern. Right. But like everything else. Everything is else is like literally like 1600s or whatever. But I was like, oh, this is really jarring to me because it's so modern of what he's doing, not not the words he's saying. It's just like the semantics, I guess, of it. Yeah. Because it's like that to me is like, oh, he's writing his own autobiography. Like that's what it seemed to me. Right. Um. um yeah, but I mean, that was a great like sequence. A great though. opening. I really right? did like it. Though I liked it too. Definitely like I was like, oh, that's a good hook. Like every yeah. like we're all in. Um. Also. Kenneth Branagh, like, has to change, like, his appearance for lots of his films that he's done. I was just but about to bring this up. moly. At first, because yeah. I was like, I was like, this is I a thought, Shakespeare film. I thought it was Ben Kenneth, Kingsley. Ken, right, I thought it was totally somebody else. I was like, this is not Kenneth Branagh, though. And then I was like, yeah. is that really Kenneth Branagh? How it's, did you make your face look like that? I mean, facial prosthetics, but he looked like Ben Kingsley. Like, I thought that was legitimately Ben Kingsley. Like, I don't think, I can't match that to it. Um, Hold please. Um, I was just looking up a quick photo. The Iron Man three, the oh oh the the Mandarin Mandarin yeah yes yes that is definitely who I would have identified him to. Thank you. Yes I do. Yes thank you. You're welcome. 
I was like, I know who he is, but I don't know who he is at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I literally thought, I was like, oh. Yeah, that's a good call. If you thought it was him, I totally would have believed you. If you had yeah. said, like, oh, yeah, be, but he's playing this role, I'd be like, all right. Very cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the fuck, what? Kenneth Branagh? But yeah. I think that's just one of his amazing skills right. as an actor. So he can take on any kind of role, no matter what he looks like. That mustache looks so fucking fake, though. Oh, I don't. It just look. Know. It looks like one of those like you plaster on. It's just like the way the hairs were. I don't know. I was looking at it a lot because okay. I was like, "That is fake. That is a fake mustache." <laughs> <laughs> the small things that Kelsey and I focus on. Kelsey focuses on her retirement note and fake mustaches, and I am like. That was funny! It was great! Is that going to be the uh, title of our episode? Retirement Note? Retirement Note and Fake Mustaches? Or just, just Retirement, retirement note. I think just okay. Retirement Note works. Um, I made that down so we don't forget. Good to know. They did another, like, sound editing thing with, like, the title, which I really liked when, like, they brought up the title. It was, like, with, like, the music, which I really appreciated. Yes. I thought the music was, like, it was good. It was, like, your, I mean, your typical, like... Yeah. English movie background music and it was fabulous. Um, because I really enjoy most scores for British. Films. Yeah, all right. We'll put that on your list. Um, oh God, <laughs> gotta gotta keep up. That's why I said I regularly enjoy. Okay. <laughs> um. So, like, what is this movie about? Is it about? Like, him, them trying to get him out of retirement or something to write something more? Like, I don't... I'm yeah, I can't understand the plot to this. So, I was kind of in the same boat. I was like, okay, I kind of get where we're going, but not 100%. Like, I'm getting that he's, like, retirement, but then he's also bored right. in retirement. So, like, he's, like, feeling bored with his retirement. And then his family... I like when um uh, Dame Judy Dench is like... You're like a guest in this house because you've never lived here for more than like a few right. like weeks, weeks at a time because you were out performing plays and writing your plays and all this other stuff. So she, when she goes, good night, husband, and close the door on him, I was like, that's great. Um, but so like I don't know who's really going to be forcing him out. If he's going to be like telling himself he wants to not be retired anymore. Right. If other people, like I could tell like from the, the, like the other people are kind of pulling him yeah. out of it. It's like, you're the greatest writer alive. Why are you not writing, bro? And he's just like, I'm done. He's like, I'm taking a break. Good night. Right. When did he die? I don't know the exact year. Is it like 1626 or something? Dude, if it is 1626, I'm going to flip out. (laughs) I feel like it's like, 1613 was like, I feel like close to his death date, though. That's the thing. Unless I could be like totally wrong, it's been like seventeen fifty five, whatever. He lived for no like two hundred years. <laughs> I was like, definitely not that year. William Shakespeare is immortal. Hold on, I'm trying to like find it. All right, I'm just doing it from Wikipedia, so like I yeah. really hope this is correct. Um, but so was they don't have his birth year, which I did know that like there's um, back and forth right. years. Um, but his baptism. So like he would have had been at least like it's fifteen sixty four. So he and he died in sixteen sixteen. Okay, so this takes place three years before his death. Then, how do we know? Because that? they tell us they tell us like in the blurb, it's like in sixteen thirteen. Oh, Shakespeare did this or whatever. Oh, and why I I did from... not like the amount of writing. There was a during lot. the film, it and was I was like, like, why are we doing it's this? A lot so of I wasn't really paying attention. So. Right. 
There was like a lot of exposition for, um, for that. Also, I was 13 years off, which honestly, not bad. Not horrible. (laughs) Um, so it's like, I guess they're doing this movie where they're like, they're probably going to end with like him like dying then, right? I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to cover three years. But like, what if it does? No, I feel like it like will cover like a month. Yeah. In the life of Shakespeare. Or like a year, like of him like getting out of his retirement, writing right. one more thing and then dying maybe. Yeah. Or like before maybe. he dies. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know. So it was just like very unclear what this film was going to be about personally. Like there was good moments, but I felt like it was like, just like they were like, oh, let's just get some scenes in. <laughs> they were like, Shakespeare's really cool. <laughs> He's funny. He's chill. <laughs> let's talk about how great he was. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's remember him not as a writer. Which, like, <laughs> I guess is great because it's, like, one of those things where... There's you, more to a person than... Than just, like, their achievements. Yes. But is there? <laughs> Kelsey's like, but in the case of William Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. is there more to him than just writing? Because I'm pretty sure he's just writing. He's, a he's like, the The writer. writer. <laughs> The one singular writer. Which like, we, you look up writer next to the dictionary, it's <laughs> William Shakespeare. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, like, seems like a modern storyline that takes place, like, in the 1600s. That's about it to me. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I was to go to watch this, like, either wherever I watch it, it'd be, I'd be like... <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you. Um... <laughs> Like, it'd be funny, and that's the part that would keep me engaged. Right, exactly. Like, it would just be for, like, that's humor. It. Like, the plot would not keep it would me, not Like, be... unless they really turn it around, which, like, who knows? Was this they is the first trailer. Maybe the second trailer was a lot clearer. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, but I this mean, was a little, like, I was like, but, yeah. I mean, I guess if you take it to the perspective of first trailers generally suck. That's very true. In terms true. of plot. Yeah. Um, but this maybe is not the like second one will be like, oh, I know. But, like, I feel like with most... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's still a little bit like unclear. What's happening? Like, give here? me more. Give me more information about what your movie's about. Exactly. Like, this is the first trailer. Like, right. the second trailer should be like the the weakest. I feel like of the two. I know, but here yeah. we are. But here, yet yeah, here we are, <laughs> <laughs> having to explain the first trailers because this is what we yeah, thought yeah. of in the first <laughs> episode, and that was a mistake. You know what? I'm happy we don't have to talk about the same trailer twice, though. No, 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 no. I mean, like, in comparison, like, it wouldn't have been nice. It's, like, too bad we didn't think, like, oh, let's watch this, the more recent of the trailers. I mean, we can, but... Can we change it at this point? No. <laughs> like, we're, we're over a year in. Is that allowed? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I felt kind of meh about it. Like, yeah. usually, and I'm disappointed because normally, like, after I watched the Happy Prince trailer and stuff, I was like, oh, right. I gotta see that film. And, like, with Tolkien... I roll. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, now I want to learn about your life. So usually I, like, this, these really draw right. me in, like, and I really do want to watch these biodramas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was upset. You were disappointed. I, I was very disappointed. Like, especially I was because, yeah. happily surprised by how great the humor was, how good it was. Right. But unhappy about how the actual plot and things about his life wanted made me want to watch it or not. Right. Maybe because it's like William Shakespeare is such a overdone character in film, I guess, film and television. Not so much like I mean he's the greatest writer alive. I'm not saying he's, he's the greatest writer alive. Is he? Sure. William Still Shakespeare alive. William Lots Sha- of years later. William Shakespeare is alive and well in our theaters. Um uh, 
<laughs> Saved <laughs> myself. Here. Friend of the pod. You probably on the next episode. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, well, I feel like because he's like just so overdone. Not so much. I want to say like overrated, but like I'm canceling. Oh my gosh, 2019. Um, I just feel like he's always like a character we see, and I feel like would have been cool if we had like if we saw that there was like another side to him side to him and maybe the story will tell that maybe, but who knows maybe he's a jokester that likes to <laughs> tell jokes <laughs> I don't know what was my favorite part of that envisioning William Shakespeare as like a jokester <gasps> or like you being like a jokester who only tells jokes and I was like well that would fucking be terrible William Shakespeare is our next stand-up comedian <laughs> to have a Netflix special. On Netflix. Could you imagine him walking out on stage and be like, can you believe? <laughs> can you believe? I'm alive and kicking. <laughs> Couple hundred years in the ground does you good. Four hundred years, years later? I don't know her. You're right. <laughs> Death never <laughs> heard of her. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Oh, now I only want to see William Shakespeare say, like, youth slang of today. <laughs> no, I really want to see that William Liam Shakespeare have his own comedy stand-up special on Could Netflix. Could you imagine, like, De- William Shakespeare, like, just deaf jamming it about Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> oh my god, can we just talk about the worst Shakespeare adaptation film? Oh, so good. 90s so, Romeo and Juliet. I like, why it. did you do this? I just like Mercutio in that film. That's all. I just can't. I I legitimately enjoy that movie, and I'm shocked that Kenneth Branagh is not attached to it. <laughs> I'm certain of why he is not. Wait, is he, though? I don't think so, dear. Oh my god, what if he is? Romeo. We're doing a lot of fact-checking because this episode is, like, so low-key for us. <laughs> it's so chill. <laughs> I will bet you... Five dollars that he is not attached to this film in any way. Okay, I'm not gonna take it because I see who's attached to it. But like, what if he was? So you're not gonna take it because you just lost. Yeah. Don't you know me? (laughs) Um, It's Baz Luhrmann who did like um, who did. He's less famous than Kenneth Branagh. No, he's not. Um, Baz Luhrmann did uh, like Great Gatsby. He did the. so Mother, he only Mother, does Leo, Leo DiCaprio. No, there was an Ewan McGregor film with Nicole Kidman, Moulin Rouge. Oh, I like yeah, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, he did that. He's a very, like, big director. He did The Get Down, I want to say, on Netflix. I can what? be... The Get Down? Nope. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Netflix. Um, he did Australia. That horrible film. With I'm sorry. The, it's What? <laughs> What did you just call that film? Australia. <laughs> My wonderful Australian accent. Um, yeah, he directed The Get Down one episode. Uh, he directed The Great Gatsby. The recent one with Leonardo with DiCaprio. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Moulin Rouge. Um, Strictly Ballroom. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet. The 90s version. And so very prolific. Yes, in the directing sense, absolutely. Okay. He's also a big writer. Okay. He did the Get Down. He wrote the Get Down. I don't know what that is. It's that amazing series that was got canceled by Netflix because it was Shocker. so expensive to produce. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and Australia. Yes, claims to fame are this <laughs> huge Jack and Boone film that was very bad. So Kenneth Branagh sounded so like Kenneth the winner Branagh. of that scenario. Absolutely. All right. Um, any other notes? I said, like, it felt really short. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's done. And, yeah. But it was like two minutes or something. Like, yeah, it was like a solid two minutes, it was but I pretty, felt like I, it was I was like, like, that's the end? That's it, though? I was like, give me, remind it. Just Tell give me, me more. like a little bit more. Like where John Wick, I felt like dragged on. Yeah. I felt like this, I was like, I blinked and it was over. Agreed. I felt like there was like the the first like 30 to 45 seconds were him just like joking about like using like those like being a jokester being a jokester <laughs> as we know William Shakespeare is so like him like telling like the thing is like yes I've answered all of these questions before don't fucking bother me he's like fucking read an interview exactly read the paper yeah. <laughs> they have the paper read the London 16, Times in 1613 no they have like a random person in the streets going yelling the news exactly something burned down <laughs> I haven't got the news yet <laughs> I'm hearing from three streets over that something is burning down. There's a thing called a plague. Might be bad. Hopefully won't get here. Opinion piece. Opinion piece. Um, Juliet was an okay character. See, I want to film about that. I want to film about, about that an old style like newspaper boy. Yes, exactly. I want it in the same vein as on the street corners. I want it in the same vein as like Spotlight, but like just like a person like yelling shit out and like trying to like find out information as we like move along in the film. Give me it, Sony <laughs> <laughs> Pictures Classics. You that that was your pick for who's gonna produce this? You know, that's who they produced this film. Okay. It was a nice independent film. We want to do A24. It's going to end up like a fucking <laughs> horror film. It's going to be like, ends up being like, someone's stalking him. Someone's stalking a random news reporter? <laughs> in 1613? I'm going to die. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, wow. Oh my god. Alright, so do you have any more notes about this other than you want the entire plot to change and it to be about something <laughs> else? Different movie. You want to find out about Shakespeare's life from a guy who kids standing yes. on a street corner? It's probably yes. like a, a nine-year-old. Like, le- legit. Like, that's the only way he lives because he's an orphaned nine-year-old. Give me that movie. <laughs> Give me a movie where I'm finding out information via a different source. That is fucking phenomenal. And your main source that you'd really get behind right now is a news is reporter a, is that doesn't orphaned, quite is an orphaned nine-year-old standing on a street corner. Look, we in got early 1600s London. We got emotional depth already. We're already connecting with him, you know, because <laughs> you know, <laughs> people's parents are dead, you know, just like Batman, just like Batman, and Batman, and every other, every other Disney character. I'm so sad. And is my this, life is, is so no hard Disney because film? my parents are dead. Oh my god, it could be a Disney film. Oh my god, it totally could be. Disney, oh my god, listen this, to us. Here you go. This is how you make a Disney film, though. You make it animated, and the orphaned nine year old is a baby cat. <laughs> and then it's about. So it's, we're doing Oliver and Company now, right? Yes! That's literally what this sounds like now. Oh my god. And fine, it's not a cat, it's a dog. 
Okay. <laughs> a more emotional depth about their dead parents. Yes, the dog's really upset, and this is how it's working. <laughs> to get by. And, like, we it's just, by like, shouting the news to the other <laughs> dogs and animals. Can we just have, by? like, a part of that film being, like, like, we switch perspectives to, like, the humans, and it's just a dog mercifully barking and being, like, the most annoying fucking thing on the planet? And the nine-year-old actual orphaned child, child is standing on the opposite street corner, and he can't yell his news over the nose. <laughs> The other dog, the dog barking. The dog's like barking. He's like, the plague's here. Jesus Christ. So remember like earlier in the last um, trailer we talked about when Kelsey was like, why does nobody hire us to write? And I think we just answered that question. This is why nobody would hire us. Someone's going to be listening. They're going to be like, Jesus Christ almighty. These two women are amazing. They should do like They should write the next blockbuster comedy. Yep, that will be one person, and everybody else will be like, we see why you guys talk about the film trailers. (laughs) This is why we do film trailers instead of film reviews. Oh, my fucking God. If you're still listening at this point, you know what? God bless. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so Kelsey, are you going to see this film? No. (laughs) Kelsey was just like... Why are you even asking me that? No, I like it just doesn't seem engaging enough. I mean, like it does seem funny, but it's too much of a different, like a, like a shift for me to like to like really get into like the the humor that's very modern versus like sixteen thirteen. Not that it's like it needs like Shakespearean language to get it across. It just needs to like I think tone it down just a, a smidgen, and I think I'll be good. Tone down that humor. Mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, the jokester, is actually not what you want out of your life. No. <laughs> as much as I want it, I don't. All at the same time. Yeah, exactly. How um, about you? I would see this if it was on TV. Yeah, like, like if it's when like it on comes like on TV, like when it TNT. Airs, I feel like I it would be on, like that's gonna be on TNT. Oh, characters welcome, absolutely. <laughs> Gave the tagline for TNT, and I can't handle that. Well, which network plays Pride and Prejudice a lot? I feel like TNT or like USA or FX. I feel like it played on like Wii. Spike. Spike. It was a non-defunct television for, uh, uh, or like PBS. I feel like it's like, like here's a Podark. It's like here's Podark, and then here's uh, all is true. Yes. Um, yeah. So I would watch this if it was on TV, or if like my friend Abby and I watch a lot of British mm-hmm. um, things, and I feel like. She, she, if she's she, like, let's watch this, I'd be like, all right. She would have it on DVD. No offense, Abby. But, like, I feel like... It's, not in a bad way. No, not in like, a bad way. I feel it, like she just would be the yeah. person that would have this film on DVD. Yeah. So, like, if Abby is, like, either is, like, you should watch this, it was good. Or if she's, like, do you want to sit down and watch this? Like, then I will. Right. But otherwise, I'll, like, I'm not going to, like, plan my day around it. I'm right. going to be like, oh, I'm not going to go to the theater. here folding laundry. I could definitely watch this. Yeah, I'm good. Would you watch it if it was just on TV? Um, I don't really. Like, I don't people. think so because okay. of the fact that I would either have to pay full attention to it or just like have to like not watch it at all because I feel like it's one of those films where there's gonna be like plot points that are gonna set up and like they're gonna happen like really quickly because there's gonna be like just jokes surrounding it 
and we're not gonna like fully develop anything other than being like this is the character it's a character study and I was like no we've already understand this fucking character like a thousand times over but do we understand William Shakespeare we don't know too much about him I feel like we know him as the writer I feel like there's been like a bunch of films like about William Shakespeare because the fact that it's because the fact that it's like such an enigma to us and um and, like, so we try and, like, deconstruct, like, William Shakespeare and reconstruct him again yeah. to make like him into Shakespeare this... Shakespeare in Love. In Shakespeare in Love, Which we Kenneth have... Branagh also. Did. It's such a good movie. Um, but, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, we... There's always, like, a movie or something about William Shakespeare. Right, but this is at a different point in his life. It is a different point of life, which is great, and I do like that, considering, like, we do have more films about older people, and we have older actors, and it is fading ageism in this in this uh, industry. However, it's just, like, I don't need another movie about William Shakespeare. Like, I am okay without another film with him. No, I get you. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like how in that last, like, 30 seconds, you were, like, but this movie is good because we're combating ageism and all this other stuff. Oh shit! Oh but shit! You were like, <laughs> and I was like, no, never mind. <laughs> you were like, mm, but I'm still not gonna see it. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Should we do some business? Yeah. All right. Do we have any? So, our between this episode and our next regular episode, there will be a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. That's going to be. Very a long one, guys. You know Get what? yourselves ready. If you actually listen to it, like you listen to our unedited Halloween episode, I will, like, I will just, like, I want to shake your hand. Um, and I will also give you a gold star <laughs> sticker that you can put on your t-shirt. Good listener sticker. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty great. Um... So yeah, that's going to cover Avengers Endgame uh, and our reactions on the whole film. Since since uh, I think the spoiler ban, technically, I believe the, the Russo brothers are lifting the ban uh, yesterday, technically on Monday, I believe right. because of the, the Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, second trailer is dropping yesterday, I want to say. Did it drop yesterday? Technically on Monday when we released this oh, episode. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so... I think that's why they're lifting the ban, because that's coming out. So, um, we're going to be going in on, uh... Avengers Endgame, so get yourselves ready. Yeah, because we share a lot of... Get your tissues out. Get your fingers ready to type up responses. Because we share opinions, and hard opinions on that, too. And maybe... We we criticized... I think this is the most level-headedly, but also... We didn't, we didn't hold back no, when we were at talking. All. And the thing is, I think a lot of these criticisms are shared by a lot of people, though. Right. Um, granted, it is when we're recording it, it is free comic book day. Uh, support your local comic book store. Yes, always. Um, we had a great discussion with, with our with, local with, comic book store owner Yeah, and about he, our feelings. And it was very level-headed and it was great, but it was a lot of the things that we discussed about, and I think that right. it's a lot of the things that, pe- that people share. And what was great is that... We had some differing opinions on a lot of things as well, though. Right, exactly. So which, that was which I did appreciate that. And yeah. No one, and it'll be good to know that, like, because I feel like Kelsey and I often share so many opinions. Yes. It was great to hear somebody else's thoughts as yes, well. Yes, exactly. So, for real, hit us up Nicely. with your... <laughs> kindly respond to us <laughs> with your, like, feelings and opinions and things like that that you thought about. Uh, the movie, you can email us those really long and depth thoughts at our 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know if you were. No, no well, yeah. If you also want to email about this episode or about this, uh, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Kelsey's like, remember that we're actively recording something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So with for either thing, um, you can email us at too many trailers. So that's T-W-O, many trailers at gmail.com. We finally recovered our password, so we can actually uh, look at our email. Great job. <laughs> Awkward. Um, but if you also want to talk to us on social media, you can uh, find us at Too Many Trailers. That's T-W-O, many trailers, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For To listen to us, uh, you can catch us on um, Anchor Overcast. <laughs> Sorry, I oh I'm gonna fuck that up forever. It's fine. Overcast and iTunes. Okay. Um, and as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe and to subscribe on any of those. We platforms. have episodes every other week with uh, intermittent bonus episodes. Um, yeah. So that's the episode. Yeah. And then before we leave, do you have any parting thoughts before we close down the shop? But do you want to bring us out with your outro? I'll, oh, yeah. I think I will. Uh, don't judge movies by their trailers. Leave that up to us. Have a great rest of your whenever. See ya. Talk to you next week. Bye.